Williams and Lindsay Simfic. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it almost 30? What's up, Almost 30 Nation? It's Lindsay. How's everybody doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Yes, we are being listened to all over the damn world. Isn't that crazy? Um, I still think my mom just listens. <laughs> um, no, but we really are so grateful to you. So thank you for subscribing, for rating and reviewing on iTunes if you love the podcast. And thank you for sharing with your friends. That's truly how this podcast, this community is growing. So we are forever grateful. And thank you for joining the Secret Almost 30 podcast group on Facebook. It's something I look forward to contributing to every day, to listen to these conversations and insight and advice and networking connections. It's amazing. So if you're not a part of the group, please um, just ask to join and we'll approve you. Just private, just so that, you know, you know, you know. Um, anyway, so this this week's episode is really really special um, to us and we could not wait to share it with you. We think it's really important that you know about human design. So Jenna Zoe is on the podcast and is giving Kristen and I human design readings. So you get a taste of what it's like. We absolutely recommend you get one. Human design is basically using your date of birth, your time of birth, and where you were born to map out your natural state of being, your gifts, and your talents, and the ideal way of their manifestation in the world. Your design can help you make the right decisions. It could help you know who you are and who you are not. It could help you discover your true nature and your gifts and talents. It could even help you know which partner and which job is correct for you. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. And it could also help you eliminate resistance and frustration from your life and just accept yourself as who you are. And we just feel it's really important because understanding who you are in the context of your life helps you to show up so much better. And it's important because when you know who you are, you more freely operate in the world. Um, Doesn't that sound amazing? (laughs) Freely operate in the world. So Jenna was living in London, had her own business, wasn't truly happy uh, following her bliss, but had a human design reading and was changed. Her life was changed by it. She followed it and is now doing it full time. Her story is incredible. She is incredible. She's such a light. I just felt like she just like kind of broke me open in the best way. And she shown a light on my insides to help me understand things I'm going through and feeling. For example, she talked about how I am a very emotional person, how my energies are very emotional, but that those highs and those lows um, are what inspire me. So it made a lot of sense to me instead of, you know, pushing those emotions away, getting frustrated that I'm in a low or on a real high, you know, and afraid that it's going to go away, that I should really ride that emotion. It was so interesting. We go deeper into that. Krista had some amazing aha moments as well. So 
Um, we would love for you to listen to this and, and we know that if you get your human design reading, you will get just as much out of it. And just a quick note about this episode. So we had a little technical difficulty, um, in post-production. We cannot find my file, my audio file. Um, all good though, because literally my jaw was on the table the entire time I was listening mostly. So you can still hear me. I'm just not as loud as the other gals, but, um, Jenna takes it away and, um, yeah, we, we were just listening and taking it all in. It's pretty incredible. So enjoy. I'm sure you won't even notice. Love y'all. Um, what's up everybody? Hello. Hello. Um, Hope your day's great. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, Happy Tuesday, you're wherever you're listening. Whenever you're listening. Whenever you're listening. In the bathtub. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for subscribing, reading, and reviewing on iTunes. It means the world. And if you love what you're hearing, please share with your friends. Um, it's kind of how we've grown. Mm-hmm. It's just word of mouth, which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. Please join our secret Facebook group. We do nice activities for each other. We help each other out. Yeah. We give advice. Amazing. Um, and yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Today's special. Today's great. We got a lovely lady in the building. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> the lovely Jenna Zoe. Hi, guys. Hi. We're so happy you're here. So I was connected to you by the Babes at Energy Muse. Oh, yeah. Um, Erica and um, Sarah. And they said that you were amazing. They were like, you need to get a human design chart reading. Like, she's the best. Like, she's everything. She's, like, changed my life. So <laughs> um, I reached out, and you happened to be the coolest. And we had an amazing dinner at Plant Food and Wine. That was Love that two place. and a half hours. Oh, my God. The best. So good. And then, and then, yes. and then we bumped into Lindsay with your parents. It was amazing. Meant to be. And then Lenny Kravitz walked in. And then <gasps> Lenny Kravitz talked in. He was what? a rail. Skinny as fuck. Yeah. I missed that. Literally, his, yeah. his hips were the... The diameter of my thigh. Uh, and he walked in with like a 13 year old. Wow. That was exactly, oh, like, you know. Hot, like, Did he? Really? <laughs> yeah, like, the, like bobblehead hot. Okay. Like a bobblehead. Totally. But like hot. Hmm. They walk it. That's the thing. If a, if a guy ever said a girl was bobblehead hot, I'd be like, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> That's We're like illegal. Allowed. It's reverse sexism. We're allowed, right? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so true. Reverse sexism. Um, so when my friends got the human design chart reading at Energy Muse, the crystal healing shop, Erica Kimmick, who we had on the podcast previously about manifesting your dream job, mm. that's one of our most downloaded episodes. So wow. definitely listen to that one. They were saying, I mean, they've had so many psychics. They've had so many astrologists. They've had so many healers. They've had so many like Reiki sessions. They're mm-hmm. all about it. So for them to say that this was like the most powerful and accurate and on point reading is like saying something. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. Cool. So I'm so excited to connect with you, Lindsay, as too. Um, so when you talk to people, like, and they, you introduce yourself, how do you introduce yourself and how do you introduce human design? Well, basically, all I do is I'm, I read human design charts. Yeah. So it's kind of like astrology, like it takes into account like the time of birth, where you were born, all that kind of stuff. It's relatively new. It's only 30 years old. Mm-hmm. It was basically discovered in 87 by a guy who was in an eight day meditation and just basically downloaded it from wherever, really? like his higher power, the universe, like whatever you want to call it. And Who's so really, 
Uh, his name is Ra Uruhu. Uh-huh. He downloaded it in Ibiza. He was like, you know, there's a side of Ibiza sure. that's all kind of like yeah. spiritual. And, yeah. you know, it's not like party party. It's just very like in with nature. Mm. And there's meant to be like a um, like a very high vibration over there somewhere. So people go as like a kind of like, uh, you know, just to kind of get cleansed. You know, yeah, exactly. In Centered, line, vibra- yeah. high vibration, yeah. whatever. So he basically discovered it 30 years ago and um, he, you know, then obviously started spreading the word, started teaching people about how it works and everything. Um, but it's so new. You know what I mean? I When I first came across it, I was like, I know all about astrology. I know all about crystals. Mm-hmm. I know all about this stuff. How come I've never heard about human design before? Yeah, it's because it's literally only just been given to us, which is kind of amazing. And so for me, basically what I do is I, I look at a chart. I look at someone's, it's like looking at your energetic body, your aura. And how it functions. So with human design, the way I see it is like, um, it's almost like if you were born um, in this life, this time, you're born into a specific energy portal that came to help you achieve everything you came to achieve, correct everything Mm. you came to correct, and experience everything you came to experience. So when I'm looking at your aura, it's kind of like, what your contract, your soul's contract with the universe about who you came to be this time around. And basically when I'm looking at that, it's it's saying to me, this is your highest self. Um, and so really the journey with human design is about understanding that, you know, becoming your highest self isn't about reaching something that's outside of you. It's more about um, unlearning all the stuff that was never yours to begin with, like taking away all the conditioning that you may have took on. Um, you know, because you were born with parents and society and school and people mm. around you and all that kind of stuff that told you how to be and how to survive and thrive and what are the good ways that you have to behave in order to live the rules of this material plane, right? But obviously the the amazing thing is that we're all so different, so we need different things to function. What's kind of nice, though, is that it's very practical. So it's not like um, so much predicting the future. It's not so much talking about you know, the events of your life, it's more about how do you operate correctly? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you energetically exchange with the universe in a way that's going to help you align with your divine timing? So it's almost like, it's funny because it's like, you have free will, but there's also your destiny because your destiny, when you're living your higher self, everything aligns, but then your free will is very much about, you know, do I make these choices to parlay my inherent skills in a high vibe way or a low vibe way, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're being high vibe, then everything, all of a sudden, all the synchronicity start to happen everything aligns like everything feels easy you know you never have to feel like what I call authenticity hangover when you've like not been yourself and you wake up the next day and you're like Ugh. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you're just always yourself mm. um so mm. that's basically what I what I do when I'm looking at someone's chart and um you know I I can also just channel messages when I look at a chart mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a mix of both which is kind of fun yeah. have you always been able to channel something? no well, kind of, but never in, I guess, you know, this this method, right, mm-hmm. is never going to tell you anything that you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's never going to be, it's not better than astrology, it's not worse than anything else, but mm-hmm. it's just, it gives a framework and it gives a languaging, um, you know, for which people can kind of like relate and understand and put into practice. And for me, because it's a framework and a structure, it just helps me, um, you know, structure the way that I channel mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. otherwise the channeling is all over the place mm. I was actually introduced to it by a shaman who did mine mm. two and a half years ago 
And I was like, why have I never come across this? And how do I trust you that you've said, even though you've read me like an open book, like I can't trust you. I need to like figure mm-hmm. this out. And how does this all work? But the literature is very academic and very crusty and old and very um, unrelatable. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily presented in like a very humane way. So that's kind of why I, um, you know, wanted to like look into it it further. You make it sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my goal is like, you know, much how you can. I mean, we're just asking each other like what our moon sign is in astrology and mm. what are all this kind of stuff like I would love it if in you know five years time people were saying well what type are you what type mm, are you oh yeah. my god like what's your that would be so cool it just gives us another thing to understand each other which is another yeah, tool yeah, in the yeah. toolbox yeah did you do it with your boyfriend and your family I have done everybody really did it help yeah. you it helps me understand people so much more really? yeah because we're so anthropomorphic in that way we assume everyone Whoa. works like us Whoa. Whoa. Say that word again. let me write that down <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Anthropomorphic, yeah. yeah. What does that mean? It Love means that. that you, um, it means that you, in this context, it's like assuming that everyone is like you. You know, you, you center your kind of whole theory about the way that humans work based on your own uh, experience. Mm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, think about anthropology. It's like people. Mm-hmm. Anthropomorphic is like, everyone is like me morph Mm. you know what I mean so it's Mm. like you know you just assume that everyone operates like you and they really don't and so I think really what we what this helps is like acceptance and understanding that no one is the same and then that's when like if you imagine everyone on the team everyone's doing their right job everyone everyone wins Mm -hmm. Um, yeah they have like the Myers-Briggs stuff like that but like yeah yeah a little more um a little more evolved let's say mm-hmm. um and it, it's just practical it's like how do you work best mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. at work and love and whatever you know so it's good fun yeah, i love that it. yeah so guys yeah. we're gonna do get our human design charts read so you can see what that's like so you can see yeah. what goes into it so we provided jenna with our birth date our time of birth and our location of birth mm-hmm. much like when you find your moon sign, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. So you provide that same information. And so now yeah. then what happens? So um, that's basically where it has the same uh, commonality with human design, but I'm sorry, with astrology, because then astrology will obviously talk about the placement of your planets mm-hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. With human design, getting your birth time in place is very much about what energy portal did you choose to pop into this plane Right. And that specific energy was there. You chose it for a reason because it helped you be this person. It's like it sowed the seed for you to be this. Mm -hmm. And so you basically can get a free chart done online. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody can do it. Um, You could go to just mybodygraph.com, set up a, you know, username and password and Mm -hmm. whatever, and it will bring one up. And um, yeah, what it brings up, as you can see, it's just like a um, like a generic human being. And then. What it shows you is that um, kind of like how we have seven chakras in human design, we have nine energy points, energy centers, and um, lots of different lines that connect those energy centers in different ways. And in every single person, if you imagine that that's like an electrical circuitry, some of those points will be lit up and some of those points will be open and empty. And some of those wires will be lit up and some of those wires will be open and empty. Mm -hmm. 
So what that means is that the places where you have light, the places where you have like something lit up is because you came in with this inherent energy, right? Like this this essence or this quality that is always yours, whether you know about it or not, and it will always be yours for the rest of your life. So again, like always what I say to people with human design is like awareness is the great healer. So when you know those things are yours, that's how you cultivate them. It's not like you have to go out there and push and hustle to be these things. It's like, oh, I know that I'm this now. Mm. And then the places where you're empty is places where you basically don't have energy of your own or you don't have a definition of your own. And, you know, neither is better than the other. But the places where you're open and empty is basically where you're prone to taking on conditioning from the world around you because you are basically empty. Mm-hmm. And so you absorb, like, you should be like this. This is how to be. You know, you feel lack inside of you sometimes. So you're like, oh, maybe I need to model myself on mm-hmm. my mom who was always like this and I'm not like that. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. So it's very much about just deconditioning yourself from the stuff. It's like shedding the layers and then getting back to the stuff that's yours. So who wants to go first? Go first. Okay, Krista. That's awesome. I have yours already up. So... The first thing about um, that I see in your chart is that you're what's called a projector. Mm-hmm. Now, projectors are basically, um, they're the newest type in mm-hmm. human design. And projectors are kind of like I always say to people, projectors are like the birds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're the birds that are sitting up on the branches. Shitting that- on everyone. <laughs> freaking people out. <laughs> they're the projectors that can see things that other people can't. They can see things in a way that other people can't. They have a penetrating aura that works very well one-on-one with other people. Mm-hmm. And you can really hone in and see the other in a way that most people can't. Mm-hmm. You take that for granted that you can see usually a system. You can see a trend. You can see a pattern. You in particular, you can see things that don't work. You can see reoccurring things. Mm-hmm. You see what works and what doesn't. You can spot trends and patterns and you're very good at um, vocalizing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But because the projectors are basically like the birds and they're up on the branches, um, you know, most of the world is a lion or a hyena or a giraffe and they're down like they're on the ground playing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so projectors um, are relatively light beings. Mm -hmm. Right. They're what's called a non-energy being, Mm -hmm. meaning that they don't manufacture their own energy. Mm -hmm. They function best when they're going in for a short period of time, feeding off the collective energy of the room or feeding off the energy of other people, mm-hmm. using that to kind of hustle and bustle and then bouncing out. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't function well on nine to five jobs because they were mm-hmm. not here to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest problem with projectors is most of the time because of the conditioning and because we live in a world that's hustle, 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 push, 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 mm-hmm. they want to prove that they can do everything and they want to like, they can just go and go and go. So the biggest thing with projectors is I say, like, remember that you're supposed to be on the branches because that's when your gifts are there. Mm -hmm. You can see what's going on. If you try and get down and play in the mud with, you know, all the other animals, Mm -hmm. you lose the ability to see or giving up your ability to kind of like be a visionary and see something in a Mm -hmm. new way. And the world needs you to see what you see Mm -hmm. because other people don't see that. Mm -hmm. And because you don't manufacture your own energy... You're not mired with that life force that's constantly kind of going around, around, around. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're free to kind of see into the other, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's very much about with projectors, I say, you know, um, the biggest thing is to just understand that you're not here to work. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing to understand is that um, you have to wait for life to come to you. Mm -hmm. Because with projectors, the most important thing for them is to feel like they're recognized, that Mm -hmm. someone sees them for who they are. And so um, with projectors, they can often feel like they are... Um, pushing and not getting anywhere because Mm -hmm. 
if they're pushing and they're the ones initiating, then there's no recognition mm. that comes before that. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it will always feel like energetically you're bouncing up against like a flat wall. So with projectors, the biggest thing is to trust that if you're cultivating yourself and you're understanding that, okay, I'm actually good at a couple of things here. Let me just work on these with myself. Then your aura, your energetic body is naturally going to vibrate higher. And then what that does is that initiates other people to invite you and to recognize you. And then that's when you learn to really, truly parlay your gifts in a way that is correct Mm. rather than always saying, I know what's best for you. I know what's best. I can do this. Mm. I can do that. Let mm -hmm. me just da, 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 be all over the place, mm -hmm. right? So with projectors, it's very much about understanding that even though you're not going out there and initiating things, life will bring you as much stuff as you desire if you kind of sit back and, and like recognize yourself first. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. The second thing for you, though, is that it's healthy to have an ego, And ego has like a bad, if you think about ego, we always think like a, mm -hmm. in common spiritual languaging, like ego has such a bad mm -hmm. like uh, connotation, mm -hmm. right? But for you, it's almost like your soul chose to discover this healthy sense of ego in the sense that it wants, your soul wants to be driven by a need to make an impact on people. And it wants to be driven by a need for success. And there might be a part of you that is judging that need Because, oh, like, you know, I need to work hard, but I shouldn't be too open about the fact that I want to make an impact or I want success or, you know, maybe I'm a woman or who am I to do this or whatever. So those thoughts basically send like a mixed messaging into your aura and therefore the universe is confused because the universe is saying, okay, well, Krista, I know that your soul really needs to be driven by success. It's a healthy way for it to function. But then there's also that side of you that's judging it. So do I send you stuff? Are you ready? Like... You know, mm -hmm. where are we at right now? So again, with that, like, it's not about doing anything different in the outside world that you need to, um, you know, change. Mm -hmm. It's just about removing those negative uh, thoughts of, okay, maybe I shouldn't want this stuff. Or maybe, you know, if I want to impact people, does that mean I'm going to be, you know, like a mini Donald Trump? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's very much like understanding that there's a high vibration and there's a high consciousness way to allow yourself to be driven by this ego. Mm. and it's like it moves you like it comes from the heart in human design the ego and the heart are the same thing so it's like if it moves you if you have this like willpower to like you know be in the world like Krista in the world and don't have any judgments about that that's a, a healthy way for you to function mm -hmm. um, then the other thing about you is that you let's say there's always one thing inside your inside your body that makes your decisions in life for mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. Um, and with you, it's basically the spleen. Now, the spleen is basically what governs instinct and intuition. Mm -hmm. So with you, with any big decision that you make, you'll get these like hits that will just come to you. It's like these little like mm -hmm. in the moment, once in a way instincts that just tell you something. And the way that the instinct works is not like this ongoing gut feeling. It's just like it talks to you one time and it will just give you this hit. And sometimes it will make sense. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you won't be able to actually you'll never be able to yeah. make sense of it or yeah. analyze it or whatever. But the instinct will speak to you in the moment. And that for you is a thing that's going to make all your decisions in life. So think about your instinct as your personal compass. That's the universe inside you showing you where to go. And where we go wrong is that we let the mind hijack the decision-making process because the mind wants to say, okay, what's my five-year plan? How does this make sense? How is it going to affect other people? Logic, 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 future, future, future. And, you know, it doesn't really work like that because we don't know how stuff, like guarantees or illusions anyway, right? So with you it's very much about trusting that the instinct knows better 
And even if you try to decide how things are going to pan out, that's never going to be the way anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would start to listen to those instincts, start mm -hmm. to note them down when they come. Mm -hmm. And even if in the beginning it's not so easy for you to listen to them and do exactly what they tell you tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, just by becoming aware of them and noting them down and coming back to them when you feel like you're too much in your head, mm -hmm. always revisiting what those instincts have told you, you know, the more you get in touch with the instinct, it's like you grow that muscle. Mm -hmm. So it's very much about, okay, I'm going to now just listen to different parts of my body and different voices that are inside of me rather than always just let my head run the show. Mm. And what's interesting with you is that your head, you know, you are someone who's actually here to model the fact that, you know, you, you deeply understand that there's um, many different truths in the world. There isn't one objective truth. You understand subjective truth and you're here to model it. So... It's very much about kind of understanding that it's not necessarily always correct for you to have an opinion or correct for you to voice what your opinion is. It's much more, you're much more of value when you're in a room saying, I can see both sides and I don't know. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you liberate other people to understand that there's not only one truth, there's like seven billion mm -hmm. different truths and they're all coexisting in this world, right? Mm -hmm. So you're really here to help people understand that. You also came back um, to learn to love your body mm -hmm. in the sense that you could be very much inside your head too many times. And, um, you know, obviously your physical body and your energetic body is what makes this experience possible. So, you know, giving your mind too much airtime is kind of taking you away from um, what your special gift is, which is very much about being present, understanding that there's gratefulness here. Um, and always what I say to people with this combination is like, you know, when you catch yourself too much in your mind, I would just take it down away from the mind. Literally, you can visualize like your hand, you know, on your head and then bring yourself back and just like hold your body, like clutch your shoulders and your arms and bring yourself back to being inside your skin. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's very important for you is that rituals are very important for you. So those things are kind of tied in your chart. So a way that you get back to learning how to love your body is like, you know, if you need an hour in the morning to just potter around your room and have tea and do nothing and think and wake up slowly, waking up slowly is very important for you. So, you know, you just need to kind of cultivate those rituals that make you feel like I'm appreciating myself because you have what's called a personal karma, which means you came back here to prove something to yourself about your worth in this world. You probably likely in a previous life sold yourself short or did yourself wrong or, you know, undersold yourself, sacrificed yourself too much. So even though you're here to be like driven by impacting people, really what that's going to do is give something back to yourself about, okay, I'm a badass. Like I can do that. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm worthy of something and not more worthy than others or less worthy than others, but more worthy than I thought that I was. So that's very important. And the other thing is that people will really see when you start to embrace that, people will really see that you move through the world with grace and that you have this softness and this femininity. So not only do you have this like skill to see what works and what doesn't and let's optimize this and let's do something different and let's kind of see this peripheral way of doing things and let's do things in a new world kind of way, right? Um, you know, especially to do with like living well and being well and being happy is a very big deal for you. Being happy. What does it mean to be happy? Um, you know, you can do it in a way that is not only kind of like um, softened by grace and mercy, but also that you can talk about the shitty things and make light of them. And that's a very it's a very big skill of yours that you can kind of 
parlay into your job. And with human design, we never say like, you would be best as an engineer. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not so much about the role. It's very much about what lights you up because that's obviously not a coincidence. If you're lit up by something, that's for a reason. That's the universe showing you where to go. But it's more about how do you you know, optimize that? What energies do you kind of like bring out in yourself? Is it a good container for you being your highest self? The other thing is that I wouldn't ever worry so much about being successful. Success is not something that you have to push or force at all. And the more you think that, the more you believe that it's something you have to make happen yourself, the less that's going to come to you because you have this natural ability that whatever you lend yourself to will be worth more than if you weren't there. And that's something that you don't even have to make it happen. You just do it. And the more you show up as your higher self in there, the better. So that's also very special. Now, um, you know, in relationships, what's interesting is that um, you are what's called a non-emotional. Non-emotional people basically don't manufacture their own emotions. They feel emotions based on what's going on around them. And they're kind of like the amplifiers, meaning that if I come to you and I'm in a bluesy mood, you can all of a sudden feel in a terrible mood and not know why. And that feels like chaos in your system because that's not your natural state of being. You're naturally cool, calm, and collected. So the number one thing to understand with emotions is that they're not coming from you. They are just... um, something that you're picking up from around you. And if you start to understand that they're not you and you stop attaching the story of why I'm in a bad mood or I shouldn't have said that yesterday because now I feel like this or whatever, you can then just feel that emotion and then look around you and see, okay, maybe this is telling me about what mood this person is in or maybe this is telling me about what that person is feeling inside or, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, say, for example, you get into a confrontation and you feel really triggered all of a sudden, you now can kind of take a breath, understand that it's not coming from you. Um, Someone's coming at you with an emotion and you can say, I feel this is really upsetting you, right? And that's kind of, you just instantly pop that bubble because that's a skill that you have is like really feeling other people's emotions. So the big deal for you is to stop identifying with those emotions as being from yourself. And then you're free to use them as like a tool of wisdom about what's going on around you. The other thing is that um, you're not supposed to so much express your own feelings. It's like it's better when you are either talking on behalf of other people, expressing other people's emotions for them, like being a voice for others, or kind of talking very objectively, like here's what's going on, right? Um You know, some people, it's correct for them to say, I feel this, I feel that. For you, it's very much about, okay, let's take a breath. Here's what's going on. Or I feel like this person is really this. You know what I mean? And you're helping someone else understand someone else. It's like you're a channel for what's going on rather than getting in the way with your own stuff. Because as I said, like your emotion isn't something that you came necessarily to explore so much. Um, So that's also interesting. Um... Let's see. What else? I'm like jaw drop. This is crazy. (laughs) This is totally crazy. Um, So the other thing is that, you know, you are someone who functions well because you have a very active mind. You function well on consistency. So for you, it actually helps you have a structure for um, all the information that you take in from the world around you. And when I say information, I don't just mean like necessarily what you're reading on, you know, the internet every day, but the food you're taking in, all the inputs that are coming into your system. It's all information that either feeds your energetic body up or it feeds it down. So if you think about food, right, it's not just the nutrients and all that kind of stuff. It's very much like, 
okay, is this going to make me feel good? Is this is this going to enhance my energy flow or is it going to bring it down? So for example, there's no point eating quinoa and kale if you feel like shit eating it mm-hmm. or if it, if you don't enjoy it or if it's whatever, right? So the number one thing for you is to understand that, okay, I want to be very conscious about what I take in and it's very much about not letting myself be controlled by my inputs. It's very much, again, it's like ego. It's like, what do I want today? What do I feel like having? It's my schedule. You know what I mean? Rather than like, oh, my environment is really going to affect me or my food is really going to affect me. It's much more, much more about what is my desire? What do I like today? And sometimes that might change and sometimes it won't. So just understand that it's like you impose yourself on life rather than life, you know, controlling you. But at the same time, you're also sitting back and waiting to be recognized just by working on your own gifts. And with you, I very much see that, you know, spotting what works and spotting what doesn't is a huge part of your karma. Um, helping people understand things better and bringing, making light out of the stuff that isn't so good is a big one. And then also showing people that sometimes you, you know, you can have like, um, you know, opposition or hard things or whatever, and they're okay because it's almost like you. Did you go through something difficult? Something that was very difficult in the beginning, I see, is um almost affecting what your karma is. Something that was very hard that you maybe didn't even, maybe you're even dismissing that it was that hard because it wasn't like you know something absolutely terrible, but it felt difficult emotionally inside yourself. And whatever those emotions were awakened by that hard thing, is directly related to what it is that you specifically understand about how we operate as human beings and how we relate to each other. And so you can really, it's like you understand what that feels like and therefore you can really explain that to people and really bring light to it. Is it like in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a diff- it's just like a difficult, maybe you felt misunderstood as a kid, maybe you felt dismissed, maybe not seen. You know, it's not something like... Yeah. I don't want to say it's like a, it's not like, you know, anything Mm -hmm. bad. It's like something that was a very internal, Mm -hmm. emotional journey where you may have felt very alone Mm -hmm. that is now helping you understand what, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, the aloneness is or what it feels like to be alone. Um, You function very well in relationships. Put it this way, you're never the problem in a relationship. It's very likely that you're probably made to feel the problem. You're probably made to feel the problem a lot. Um, but it's never you that's the problem because it's energetically healthy for you to be in a monogamous relationship. Um, and it always will be. You know, you're someone who, um, you know, you never, f- it's like you never feel, um, it's not jarring to your energy to be in a relationship. It's not meant to be anyway. I mean, obviously that depends on the person, but um, yeah. And, you know, in terms of like um, sexuality and creativity and desire, Um, you know, that will be very much defined by the person that you're with. Um, The person that you're with will often dictate how you are in a relationship in terms of all that kind of like physical, intimate, primal stuff. So um, you might find that your flavor kind of changes depending on who you're with. But that's not a bad thing. It just means that you came here to explore all the different things. It's like if you don't have your own flavor, you can just sample all the different flavors at at the bar, right? So that's fun. And again, like there's no good and bad. It's just about knowing what, you know, is right for you. You also have a lot of care in your chart. People, you're meant to, 
lead with this this kind of like very it's what we call tantric in human design tantric in human design basically means transforming something low vibe into high vibe so it's almost like this witchy quality right it's like it's you know in the old days that kind of energy would have helped you do like magic or black magic or whatever it's like very much like transforming with care so when you care you bring something that was low vibe and you bring it up to a higher vibe so that's very much about how you can help other people and it's very like motherly and nourishing and joyful and kind of embracing I just see this like big energetic hug and like scooping people up right so that's very much about like you know what what is in um what is in the way that you're supposed to move through the world right um and you know always lead with joy because people you have this like childlike joy to you that people see more than you maybe see in yourself you do things with lightness you do things with fun you make stuff fun so you know allow yourself to have fun don't judge the fun right it's not too good to be true if you're just always living a successful fun happy life you know and always just listen to you know the spleen what the spleen is telling you and and when you're doing all of that, that's when you really are going to uncover this this deep love of life that you have inside your soul. And that's kind of what's itching to get out inside your whole chart. So the more you understand that these are all the things, you know, like being happy, honing in your own skills, being a badass, waiting to be invited, cultivating what you're good at, all this stuff, those are all just tools to help you understand that you're really worth it and that you really have this deep love of life that's kind of meant to be shared with others as soon as you fill yourself up with it first. As soon as you don't, block it with the judgment because if you think about all the blessings that are like waiting for you all the things that you want right they're not by accident as I said they're all kind of like in this holding pattern somewhere upstairs and as soon as you unblock yourself they can start rushing in right so mm -hmm. you want to love life so much like it's such something that's so deep inside your soul and that's because you're meant to kind of funnel it down and and spread it right mm -hmm. um the only thing that blocks it is the thoughts the judgments that we have over the way that we are the, the shoulds that we tell ourselves and especially with you because the mind is open you know there's a lot of there's a lot of should 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 um so I start telling people like stop shutting all over yourself you know you just <laughs> get out of your own way <laughs> and um you know when you hear the word should that's kind of a giveaway sign that your your mind is trying to take over right mm. so um yeah and then also you know you're very good with resources so you know how to use money, you know how to use time, you, you're like very efficient, like you know how to use things exactly how they need to be used and not kind of like wasting stuff. So mm -hmm. just understand that you you can really like run a team, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You can really say, okay, this is how we're going to use this, how we're going to budget this, da, 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 da. you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's like you're very good at, you know, the systems, the efficiency, you're an efficient being anyway. So yeah, that's just another thing that you can kind of add to your chart. That was crazy. That was crazy. What I know of you, spot on. Literally. Wow. Yeah. That was crazy. That's so cool. The point about the projector mm -hmm. is 100%. The judging the success is something I think about. I've been thinking about a lot lately. Mm. Um, being non-judgmental about wanting to be successful and now knowing that it's like my, what I'm destined to do. Um, I think the trauma thing is on point. I have a, f I don't, I can't really pinpoint what it was, but I think I know there was like some trauma in my life when I was young and I can kind of think about it, but it's mm -hmm. just something that, um, I know more. The non-emotional thing is so interesting because yeah. I feel like <laughs> as I've gotten older, I feel like more non-emotional mm -hmm. where like I'm very loving, but mm -hmm. like I do, I, I sometimes sit and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't feel anything, you know, like if I'm mm -hmm. alone or whatever. 
I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just here or and it does like take me to be around people to like feel and mm-hmm. like emote or like get energy. And I have felt too like they say with um introverts and extroverts, they're like introverts, extroverts get their energy from others, introverts get their energy from themselves. I'm like, I don't do either. Like I think <laughs> about that. So I think that's often too. I'm like, I don't really do for that. I think the body love thing I think is so good. I think that was like really powerful to hear that like I came back in this life to like love myself and love my body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I struggle with. So that's really, really good. And then um, waiting for the universe is really nice too. Mm. Just like yeah. not forcing it, but knowing that it's coming mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. And the way that you make it arrive faster is like just mm-hmm. – um, understanding that, okay, what am I good at? Mm-hmm. These are the things I, I need to be interested all the time because then people will see, like, you know, your aura speaks before you do, right? So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, she's got something. Like, maybe, you know, does she know what she's talking about? You might just mm-hmm. be in Whole Foods and you're picking up something and you're like, and people are like, oh, mm-hmm. do you want to help me with my thing? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I mean, you just we just never know mm-hmm. where we're, you know what I mean? We just mm-hmm. never know how we're going to you know, how stuff is just going to come in our way. But we're also busy trying to be like, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. If, mm-hmm. you know guarantees basically and then the Um, monogamous thing is true I've like always been in I've always had a long-term relationship I've always mm. been in relationships it's like it's not like a comfort thing like I obviously feel comfortable in them but it's just like the way I operate like Mm -hmm. I like to like grow with someone I like to be with someone you know all of them are very different obviously like Justin's Mm -hmm. my person and he's my most serious and he's my you know commitment but it's I've just noticed since I was young, I've always like liked to be in relationships mm-hmm. and be one-on-one with someone. Yeah, it's nice. It's very healthy for your... Um, and, you know, if there's any people that are doing their charts, they're pulling up their charts and they're seeing projectors, it's not about, okay, well, I'm going to wait to be invited, so I'm just going to sit home and binge watch mm-hmm. Netflix. It's like, I'm going to cultivate what I'm good at. I'm mm-hmm. going to explore like what this means, what it is that I'm interested in. Like, how does mm-hmm. that, you know, almost like go down the rabbit hole with yourself and like explore that mm-hmm. because that's what's literally making your aura different. That's what's mm-hmm. making your energetic body so much more magnetic and attractive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, Obama was a projector. You mm-hmm. know, he was invited by being voted in. So mm-hmm. it's correct for him. And if he was obviously, I don't know how he operated, but it would be correct for him if, you know, all these different people come and asking him, like, what should we do about this? What should we do about this? Mm-hmm. So that's a very healthy way to, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't be as successful as other types, but often projectors fear that because they're non-energy beings. So they think, okay, well then, how am I going to get anything done? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. What is Trump? Yeah. So he's a manifester. Really? Yes. Oh my God, I could see that, couldn't you? Yeah, he's a manifester. They're only 8% of the population, really? which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, they're a dying breed because we don't need as many of them as we used to. We don't. Um, but it's interesting Wait, because crazy. obviously he has a, I mean, arguably whatever his, wherever his consciousness is at and whatever his moral compass is, the way that he got into office is actually very energetically correct because he unapologetically went after what he wanted to do and so true. blazed a trail yeah. and people either jumped on his train or didn't and therefore um that is so true it's interesting because now that he's in office i feel like that manifesting power is kind of um not as present and that's kind of where stuff is not going arguably according to a plan so um mm-hmm. you know because obviously when you're campaigning you can say this but then obviously the worst thing you can do is trying to clamp down a manifesto and give them a structure w- within which they have to work mm-hmm. so it's so very crazy. funny that, yeah. So Your skin glows, by the way. <laughs> you Mine? Glow- yeah. Thank you. Everyone's glowing. 
Do you know what's nice is that um, I feel like everyone here is about the no makeup. Like if you have good skin uh -huh. and you're glowing, it's like... It's been liberating. Yeah. It's been liberating. I actually just started using um, BioClarity. Oh, yeah. Me and, too. Um, what is that? So BioClarity, it is... It's like a really simple three-step system and basically harnesses the power of, like, plants. It's mm -hmm. all natural. Mm. Um, it's not full of, like, harsh chemicals and it's not... You know, traditional acne treatments are, like, super harsh, like, creates, like, dry skin and redness and irritation. Yeah. Um, but instead of using benzoyl peroxide, BioClarity, um, and I think step two, it's, like, salicylic acid mm. um, to treat, like, spot treat. And mm. then um, Floralux, which is, um, it's, like, a new and unique ingredient, very unique to BioClarity, um, derived from chlorophyll, which is the green stuff. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. And actually, like, the the um, the uh, Floralux is green. It goes on your face and it turns clear. But, um, so, yeah, it's amazing. I've been using it for only a, a week now, and I already see a difference in, like, the quality of my skin. No way. Um, and I've always dealt with kind of, like, hormonal breakouts, and I think, like, I'll always... I don't know if I will always, but like I just find like I'll have clear skin for a month and then all of a wow. sudden I'll be like, Rah. so mm -hmm. this is like wow. it down and I like that um, it's cruelty free and vegan. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, you know I had like the what like honestly what got me into wellness is when I was eighteen I had the worst skin like skin so bad I wouldn't even go out of the house and mm -hmm. I wish something like that had existed when I was like trying to figure out stuff because it took me like two maybe three years of just eating hyper 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 clean trying out so many wow. products that did not work made my skin even worse like all that stuff you put on your skin it just makes it you know so like more what chemicals. ended up working using uh, it's crazy just like super simple like yeah, all this crazy. stuff like very simple things like yeah. no like roaccutane and antibiotics mm. and facials and da 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 like none of that totally. stuff mm. so this is super simple it's step one cleanser step two treatment like a spot treatment and then step three is the restorative gel mm -hmm. you just do it morning and night depending on like your quality like type of skin so if you have super dry skin you only mm. do it once mm -hmm. a day normal skin twice a day so anyway um that's it's so amazing. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a super amazing brand. So. It's B I O Clarity, mm -hmm. C L A R I T Y. You got it. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to spell stuff out loud. It's so weird. All right, check it out. Okay. Amazing. Are you ready? I'm ready, girl. I'm open and ready. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, what it's funny. What I was saying about manifestors, they're a dying breed. Um, they are a dying breed because we have a new breed that we didn't, that we didn't have so much before, which is what you are, which is a manifesting generator. Manifesting generators are basically like Duracell bunnies on speed. They can accomplish more than most people can in such a short space of time. Um, my favorite example of a manifesting generator is like Tony Robbins, basically, right? Like Damn, those people. That's a good one. Mm. <laughs> Me, Baraki, Tony. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna go. look at myself every day in the mirror and be like, I be like Barack. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, so, manifesting generators, um, they are basically like a hybrid between manifestors and generators. Mm. What that means is that you have two different energies that live inside of you. 
And the key to being a uh, successful manifesting generator is to understand how to use both energies and how to listen to both and kind of like make them be friends. So the manifesting energy inside of you is like that part that just is so spontaneous and it just wants to do something when it wants to do something. It's like, if I feel like doing something, I want to run out the door and go do it. Mm. So it's the quickest energy in all of human design. It's init- It's pure initiation, right? And so what you have to understand is that not everybody has that initiation. Not everybody can go out and just do what they feel like doing. Like, for example, Krista has to wait to be invited, right? So there's no waiting with you. There's no... Um, you don't need like a sign from the universe to do it. You don't need other people to give you the approval to go ahead and do it. You don't need, you know, anything outside of yourself. Like the way that you're co-creating with the universe is like it's very internal. So you have these urges and they're very quick and they want you to just go rush off and do something just to go manifest stuff, right? Which is successful to you. You can manifest stuff literally like that. However, you also have the generator energy inside of you, which is basically that you have this gut, right? This, this, when we say gut feelings, when we say second chakra, when we say desire, it's like this life force inside of you that needs to be lit up by everything that it's doing in order for the energy to keep going. It's like, uh, what do you call those things? Like avalanches, right? So it's like, if I'm excited by something, then the energy, that project, that whatever it is will gain momentum and it will get better. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not lit up by that thing, then I will all of a sudden burn out or something will just come to a short stop because that's literally the universe saying you went down the wrong road because you weren't interested in it because Mm. you weren't lit up by it and therefore I'm giving you the gift of a burnout or the gift of a a dead end so it's literally like saying okay wrong way let's go back let's read ever let's go somewhere else so the generator energy which is that kind of like I need to be lit up by everything is sometimes slower than the manifesting energy because the manifesting energy is like I want to go the generator energy is like does this light me up does this excite me am I am I interested in this and you constantly need to keep checking back with that because you could be interested in something one minute and then all of a sudden you're not anymore so the biggest thing with manifest mgs is that You know, sometimes they feel like I'll be flaky if I don't finish everything or I'm interested in many things. I'm multi-talented. You're supposed to be multi-passionate. You're supposed to kind of like try many different things in life and be almost like the joker in the deck of cards. Like, let me just do this. Let me just do that. And I'm not going to judge how long I'm going to do certain things for. Mm -hmm. So the thing with MGs is like understand that your path is never going to be linear. Right. It's going to be very playful. It's going to be very all over the place for want of a better word but not in a bad way because you need to get to all over those places to get where you're going Um, so not judging that is important and then also reserving the right to change your mind at any given time so the more you can train the people around you that okay I said yes to going to the movies yesterday and now I don't feel like it if I don't feel like it it's for the highest good of myself and therefore Mm. for the highest good of everyone else that I'm not there because I don't know maybe I'll end up going to a bar and then I'm you know something else will happen but if I'm saying yes to things that I don't feel lit up by that's always going to lead me down the wrong path so that's the key with MGs is to understand that you have a quick energy and then you have a slightly slower energy that is you always have to come back and check back in with it do I like it am I lit up by this am I not lit up by this you know am I still interested in and basically your full-time job is to be lit up at all times of the day like as much of the day that you can be lit up and excited that's what basically creates um, your highest aura because your aura is basically like a vortex. Your aura is very, you know how I said Krista's is like very honing in and it can hone in on people. Yours is very open and welcoming and magnetic and it can welcome in many different people at one time. So 
what happens when you're excited, it's almost like you create this vortex and therefore you're drawing in more people, you're drawing in more opportunities because you're excited. So it's literally a full-time job to be excited about what's going on, whether it's excited about which coffee shop you're going to, which job you're doing, whatever. And it's almost like you can't, like think of it this way from now on is like I cannot <clears throat> afford to spend my time doing stuff that I'm not excited by because I lose out and everybody else loses out too um, and then you're just drawing fewer and fewer things to you um, you're also very very good at understanding how to speak to people in a way that what you need to get across gets across to them like you can get the results and again manipulation is like a bad word that we use but you can literally repackage what you say to people to get it across to them in a way that they need to understand it so that you know everybody get you get what you want everybody gets what they want and again like that can be manipulative in a low vibe way like I'm going to manipulate you so I can get everything and you lose out but it's also there's a high consciousness way of doing that right like I'm going to get through to you so that you can understand what it is that you need to understand and I know that you know you're supposed to understand this and therefore you know everybody wins like there's no it's interesting because there's no there's never a situation that if it serves you well from a from a soul place not from a you know from a low vibe place if it serves you well from a soul place by definition and default it serves everybody else around you as well mm. it's not like we don't live in a win-lose universe right so when you're understanding that your desires are there to guide you for a reason and they don't make you selfish or they don't make you um, self-centered or not thinking about other people, you know, if you don't feel like going to the family gathering, but you're told that you should and you're not lit up by it, you kind of have to maybe not go, you know, and that's a hard thing. That's a very hard thing for manifesting generators because they have such a bigness to their aura. Other people want that around. Other people want to hijack that, use your energy to forward their own agenda a lot of the time. So it's like you kind of need to understand that protecting your um, the force that's inside you um, and using it only to further your own agenda um, doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be at the expense of other people. It's, it's mm. the contrary. It's actually for their own benefit as well. Love that um, one. Yeah. Um, unlike Krista, you are what's called an emotional so um, sometimes you wake up and you feel happy. Sometimes you wake up and you feel bluesy and it's for no reason at all. Like it's got nothing to do with what's going on around you. Like it's almost like you're this radio station and someone upstairs is like, you know, playing a nice song and sometimes it's playing a bad song and mm. you just have no idea. But the thing is, is that you are here to experience those emotions because other people can taste the full spectrum of human emotion through you. And so it's like you very much have to share how you're feeling with other people because that feels good to others. So instead of sometimes being coming down hard on yourself because you're in a bad mood or because you feel sad, um, you know, sometimes when you share with others, I feel sad, that's relief to them. And you feel sadness and you feel happiness and you feel the depths of, of human emotion in a way that most other people can't. Um, you live your whole life on this emotional wave, which just means that there'll be highs, there'll be lows. Sometimes you, you know, just however you feel. But, you know, you in particular, your emotional wave is so extreme. Um, and that's because... Um, you know, those emotions are supposed to power you. Those emotions are supposed to move you, um, inform you as you go along. You have them for a reason, right? You were gifted with them for a reason. And 
what's interesting about living your life on an emotional wave is it's, it's very difficult because obviously most people can't understand you. They don't understand what it feels to like feel those things all the time. Um, but also it means that you have to wait a lot of the time before moving forward because you can never, let's say for example, if you win the lottery in Las Vegas, you'll start saying yes to everything because you're in such a good mood, right? So it's like you have to almost wait until you're at that point of emotional kind of like settledness and clarity before moving forward in life. Um, and when you are in those places of clarity, that's when it's a good time to check back in with your desire. Do I feel led up by this? Is this a yes? If it's a hell yes. If it's not a hell yes, it's a it's a hell no, right? Um, but you can't make those decisions when you're feeling too much of any one emotion, right? So you have to wait until you're with emotional clarity. So your new best friend sentences are like, let me sleep on that. Let me get back to you. Let me, you know, see how I feel. Um, you know, we obviously as a society, we overvalue almost knowing answers straight away means that we're like in charge and we know what we're doing and we're like winning at life and stuff right so it's very much about giving yourself the grace to you know allow time to pass and then you know see how you feel when you're kind of a bit more settled and that's a beautiful thing because what it means is that um, you know, maybe you weren't supposed to say yes right away because then that person didn't receive it in the proper way. Maybe you have a better result when you say yes tomorrow. And, you know, again, it's about this emotional wave realigning you with divine timing. So it's very important just to understand that, you know, judging those emotions as, as being, you know, if you feel sad one day, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that, okay, I'm here to literally ride this and see how it feels and just lean into the feeling of this, right? Like no emotion is better than the other. And, um, you know, let me just kind of like sit back and, and, and see what that is. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, then you almost take the sting out of it being bad or good or, um, you know, something about how your worthiness or whatever, right? Because you're not supposed to attach your worthiness with how you feel. How you feel is just there to educate you and help you feel human beings in a way that a lot of other people can't. Mm. And for example, if you're having an argument with someone or whatever, the key is to be completely okay with your emotions in the sense that if you feel really something, really angry, um, you might worry that that might put people off or that it's bad to be angry or it's an imposition on other people or it's inconvenient for you to be angry or whatever, right? But if you think about a baby that starts screaming and it has a tantrum, right? No one wants to like leave the room because the baby is being an inconvenience, right? Because the baby has no judgment of the anger in itself. And so there's no like dissonance in the aura of like being angry, but then also trying to muffle the anger. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I've, there's someone very close to me who has a similar emotional wave to you, like a very deep one. And, um, you know, if she's in a bad mood now, it's completely fine to be around because she's absolutely fine with feeling how she feels. And I'll just wait for her to kind of just give her the time to like, mm -hmm. you know, let it out. She'll say, I feel really fucking angry right now, but, you know it's not just give me five I'm not like and then it's fine and then it's fun and then I'm like oh what does this anger feel like it's just like it's an exploration that we can do together right so sharing your emotions is super important and then also sharing um, like I said to you those urges you get these urges to do what you feel like doing sharing those urges with people that are close to you is also really important because then it helps those people feel included 
um, a lot of the times you might want to hide those urges because you're like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be successful yet. Or let me just wait until I know for sure that this is something good or let me validate this first or whatever. Um, you know, that often tends to alienate people or invite judgment that will invite judgment from others. So what you very much have to do is I feel like doing this today. You know, I feel like doing that today. This is what I'm going to just is what I'm about to do. Like, you know, just keeping people informed um, so that they feel like they're part of those urges because that initiation energy is something so nice to witness and something that other people don't have that, you know, letting them enjoy it through you is also very important. And that will hopefully let people understand that that's not a bad thing. When you're totally okay with being all over the place, that will be fun for other people. Um, and then, you know, the thing with the manifesting energy is that, you know, you get these urges to go off and do something. It's almost like you're a train driver, right? And you want to let people know that the train is leaving so that if they want to come, like they can, there's time for them to like come and join, right? So it's like, okay, I want to do this today. You might not have to say like, I'm going to do this. What do you guys think? You can just be like, I'm going to go do this and see who's excited and be like, oh, well, do you want to come? You know, and that's how you can kind of like gather people. You can gather momentum to whatever it is that you want to manifest. Um, just keep on being, keep on being the informant, sharing, sharing, sharing with people rather than being ashamed of that slightly. And then which could like lead you to being a little bit, you know, secretive or shady about what it is that um, is exciting you. And obviously, you know, it's harder to practice in the big ways, but in the small ways, even just like I said about going to the movies, like small stuff like that, just letting people know that. You know, if you change your mind, that's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you flaky. It doesn't make you dumb. It doesn't make you not know what you feel like. It's like the universe is redirecting you once again. Um, now, uh, you're also somebody who has great spiritual depth. Like you're a very, very deep person. But sometimes that will make you feel like not enough. And the way to get over that is by feeling like you're prepared. Like if you feel like you're prepared, you're absolutely fine. Like the, that fear of not being you know, good enough um, or kind of like, uh, let's say, what's the better word, capable enough goes away. Like as soon as you feel like I'm on my front foot because I've been, you know, I've explored this, I know what this, what's going on, um, you know, feel free to kind of indulge everything that interests your mind. You know what I mean? If you need to Google something for three hours and just, you know, YouTube everything about it and all that kind of stuff, like that's very, love that. uh, serves that's you very one. well. That's a really good one. It serves you very well. Yeah. I think for anyone, you know, to, to feel yeah, if anyone I'm that like hyper aware. I agree. That when I'm like not prepared, uh -huh. I get uncomfortable, mm -hmm. I'm insecure, mm -hmm. I, you I'm should, almost like not myself. You've said it. You you go, I just don't feel prepared. Yeah. It's so yeah. that's so funny because I can see you saying it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, just being like I wasn't prepared or like, yeah, I know exactly. That's so mm -hmm. funny. I think for anyone, just to getting over the um insecurity of being in a room or insecurity of being around people I think being prepared is a way to get over that or a way to arm you that's a good one yeah and particularly for you because it's very much about um you know you doing what you want mm. you know what I mean it's very much about what is my path today what do I feel like doing mm. and I'm going to go out and do it mm -hmm. so if you feel like you know I've got all the um if I'm mentally armed with all the stuff that I know that I know mm -hmm. you know like I don't there's no insecurity there there's no dissonance in the chart there's no um jarring thing mm -hmm. and the other thing about you is that you're someone who can walk into a room and very much feel the room you mm -hmm. can feel what the room needs you can feel what the room needs as a whole but you can also feel like what the room needs from you and so you can almost 
be a little bit of a chameleon in the sense that, and again, like we judge that as okay, that's being changing around to people, da da da. Like, this is good, this is bad. Like, we're just so busy saying this is good, this is bad, mm-hmm. these qualities so are bad. True. But with you, like, it's very healthy for you to go into a room and say, I'm gonna, I feel like they need this, and so I'm gonna bring this quality out of me. And, you know, it's, you know, you're just very much influenced by where you are. Um, you know, and you're really feeling the room is a very good um, source of wisdom from the outside world that will feed you. And basically with you, what's interesting is that that's really the only area where you're um, susceptible to the world around you. So what I see is very much like this journey is about you with yourself and you rediscovering what you are rather than so much. How do I interact with the world? It's much more about, OK, this is me. These are my desires. These are my interests. And the more that I indulge in my own, you know, internal things that light me up and make me have fun and you know make me love you know my own life and whatever you know then I can just go anywhere and I I'll I'll be able to think my own thoughts and be my own self no matter where I am right Mm. so that's really nice um you're also somebody who it's healthy for you to be um moved by pressure from in from inside like a healthy sense of pressure like when that pressure is on that it's like that adrenal pressure it moves you it puts you into motion right so it's like you have this internal drive rather than um being inspired by the world around you it's like you have self-inspiration you are inspired by your own thoughts by your own ideas um so that's also nice because again you could be anywhere in the world and just like it doesn't matter so much where you go um, that decides what your destiny is. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you needed to be in this place so that this person could do that. That's not the case with you, right? There's a lot of people where like I needed to go to this workout so that I could bump into this person. Like it's not the case with you. It's like you could be anywhere as long as you are paying attention to your inspiration, being okay with your emotion, Um, You know, all the things that we discussed, being lit up, listening to those urges, even though they feel spontaneous and random. If you feel like all of a sudden you want to go do something, you have to go do it. Um, So it doesn't depend on you being in a certain place, which is really cool. Um, You also have this. um, Yeah. Do you ever feel like there's not enough time to do everything in? And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. What that is... So LS. <laughs> what <What's, laughs> <laughs> That is so LS. <laughs> so what that is, is um, a reminder from the universe. It's like every time you feel that, the universe is asking you to trust that it knows better than you. Mm. So it's like, stop trying to play Damn. God. Get stop that tattooed on your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was amazing. I know the best timing for you. Um, you know, stop trying to play God. Give me the reins. Just go listen to your urges and go have fun and be led up by your desires. That is your only role, Lindsay. Let me do, you do the 10%. Let me do the 90, you know? It's always like, um, you know, then that movie Hitch, the, the guy's like, the if you best lean in movie the t- ever. <laughs> yeah, it is the best movie ever. It's like, you know, there's that scene where he's like teaching him how to kiss and he's like, you come 10% of the way and then the rest is the 90. It's like that with the universe. Like, we do the 10% mm. and the universe will rush to do the 90. So it's like every time you catch that um, not feeling like enough time, the hitch. way you can, yeah, hitch, you hitch it. <laughs> so it's like you just don't allow. Okay, that initial feeling, there's nothing wrong with that initial feeling. But then the path where it goes wrong is when your mind says, oh, shit, there's not enough time. Oh, my God, what am I doing? Mm. I'm so bad. I should have done this. Da, 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 da. Instead, you go, oh, I'm, 
there's that thing again of not me feeling like there's not enough time. This is another invitation from the universe to let go and trust. Oh, okay, well then that's a whole different story now because mm-hmm. I'm not le- letting myself be controlled by this whole like, oh, there's yes. not enough time, which is cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, you know, with your mind, it's like you um, you are meant to cultivate this like you know, on the one hand, you are very playful and spontaneous and fast and whatever, but you also have the brains to back it up. You also have that mind where it's like, this is this is what I see. This is what I want. This is what we should be doing. You are allowed to say to people, you should do this. You should do that. Like, this is what I see kind of thing. Um, you know, and again, like, sometimes that's people aren't going to like it. But the fact is that you have to say it because if you really see something and you're really convinced of it and you're obviously taking your own like agenda out of it, but you're really seeing something, um, you know, even if it's met with some kind of initial, um, you know, not nice uh, reaction, what you have to understand is that if people understood that you're a manifesting generator and this is the way you're supposed to function, they wouldn't have a problem with that. But because we're not aware yet, Mm. we see that as, um, you know, you might feel like instead all you're getting back is rejection or you're not Mm. getting, you're getting people disapproving of you or you're getting judged, right? But the whole thing is like you never know what it is that you say that you see is going to resonate with someone and redirect their own course. So if you feel moved to say stuff, say it. You know what I mean? If you have like these strong opinions of like, okay, this is right, this is wrong. Um, you know, those are very much things that you're kind of meant to be out there saying, come on guys, like, you know, this is good. I want to do this. This is what I don't want to do. Like, um, you know, you should try this. Um, you know, and it's like coming back to that analogy of the train driver, um, you know, you will have this selectivity, like the universe is going to naturally select the people that are supposed to be on your journey with you and the people that aren't. So the people that say, oh, I don't want to come with you, Lindsay, like that's such a bad idea. All that is, is that they're not supposed to come with you, but they just don't, they, they, don't, they can't say that in that way yet, right? They can't just say, oh, that's just not for me, but good on you, go ahead. They have to be like, oh, what does she think? She, you know, da, 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 da. So it's like, you know, if those people are not supposed to be with you, then they will just kind of like not get on your train but the people that do get on your train when you're completely being honest the people on your train survive the others don't <laughs> yeah and then you'll have like the best train with the best team possible because like you've not allowed anyone party train yeah party train to hogwarts all the people that weren't supposed to be on there matt did you like that one on. <laughs> um so it's really nice but it's it's about very much getting over the um you know the judgment of you know what does she think she's doing? And, you know, the the hiding, sometimes hiding the bigness of your aura as well, you know, um, worrying about whether that's going to be too abrasive or whether that's mm-hmm. going to be too, um, too much for people, um, especially with the emotional load that you have. It's like you don't want to feel like there's a part of you that might be worried about, oh, I don't want to take up too much space. I don't want to be too brash. I don't want to be too all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So it's very important for you to understand that there always will be people that call you brash and whether some people love you or hate you, that's a result of you living yourself and both are a success. When people, when everyone thinks like, oh, Lindsay's just nice, that's like when the self is not being lived out fully because you just want people to either mm. think you're freaking fantastic or just to not be that into you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. Let's see, what else? Yeah, so it's interesting because you have many different voices that live inside you. There's many different decision makers and you always have to understand how to marry all of them. In the same way, you know how I said to Krista that she has these instincts? Mm -hmm. You get the instincts too. 
But then you also have your gut and your desires that are speaking to you and that are telling you whether you're lit up. And then you also have your emotions that are saying, I'm too high right now to decide. I'm too low right now to decide. So it's almost like you have to really understand that, um, you know, you have to kind of let all of them talk to each other because you do get very strong instincts. Um, Those instincts, as I said to Krista, they're in the moment. They talk to you straight away. But with you, you have to wait. You can't act on those instincts because you have to wait until, okay, but am I excited by this? And if I'm not excited yet, then I'm just going to wait until I am excited or until an urge comes to me, in which case I'll move then. But I'm not going to just do things, run myself into the ground because I can, because you have the energy to run, run, run. Um, But like, am I directing myself in that proper way? Um, And, you know, you will do things with this... um, you know, you will do things with this kind of, um, you know, very trailblazy, uh, trailblazy energy. You know, some people will not be able to keep up, but we need MGs to be fast because the rest of us aren't as quick, right? So, for example, the projectors or the other non-energy beings, um, you know, we rely on you to be functioning the way that you're functioning so that we can function the way we're supposed to function. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like when everyone is, is working in the, in the way, way that's best for them, then everybody benefits. Um, you have a transpersonal karma, which means that you came back here to leave something behind for other people. Hmm. So um, obviously, on the one on the one hand, you know, you for yourself and your soul has to live at its highest self, be lit up by your desires. Those are the things that are going to make you happy and live make you live a happy life. Um, but also trust that when you're living those desires, that's how you're going to leave something behind for other people. Um, you know, and. The thing with you is it will take you some time to really let everything inside you speak properly. But don't worry that it takes you more time because, again, that's like you realigning yourself with divine timing. So don't feel so impatient if sometimes you don't always know the answer straight away or if sometimes learning to live this design is going to take you a little longer because it's kind of like um, there's just so much going on and there's so much energy, um, which takes a lot to manage, right? It's like you have a lot of activity in your chart, so it's a harder job to manage all of it, but when you can manage it, you can really harness it, right? So there's like, okay, it takes a bit more time, but then it makes way more. So, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Like I said, there's no good and bad in human design, so it's just about understanding that, you know, I'm someone who needs time to figure it out and to listen to all my voices and everything, right? Now, as much as your mind is there to have um, opinions and to voice things and whatever, the number one thing you have to do is understand that the mind is just a processing agent. So the mind is there to observe what goes on in the world around you. We were given minds so that we could come to opinions, we could form, you know, we could see how the world works, we can observe what's going on around us. The number one thing that is going to um, hijack you is when you allow the mind to divert itself inside of you. So every time you catch your mind overanalyzing the insides, just take that as a reminder of like, okay, wow, not only am I judging stuff from inside, which I'm not supposed to be judging, I'm just supposed to be following my my instincts, and my gut, my desire, my emotions, but also I'm wasting that precious mental active energy that could be diverted towards looking at the outside and observing, you know, the things that I'm so good at observing and the mm-hmm. things that I'm so good at noting. So not only is it bringing your aura down, but it's also wasting that battery of the mind that you have that can... Um, be used to further whatever it is that you're really good at. 
Um, so next time you catch it, you're like, I can't afford that. You know, again, like it's about stopping that thought in its tracks earlier and earlier, the more you're aware of it and being like, oh, I'm doing this again. Let me just turn this inside out. And, you know, I'm going to stop overanalyzing myself um, because you already have so many voices that speak inside of you that the last thing you need is the mind like interfering and trying to get in there as well. You know, you've got, as it is, you've got your instincts, you've got your desires, you've got your urges and you've got your emotions. Mm. The mind is going to try and run the show and the mind is not there to run the show. But what's really interesting about the mind is that the mind, no one has their mind as the, their shot caller in their chart. Um, and what's really fascinating to me is that, um, you know, by overvaluing our logic and our judgment, we are um, almost living in a way that keeps all of us the same, right? Because if you think about, we're not living in a time where there's religious dogma anymore. We're not living in a time where there are dictators and all this kind of stuff where we're all controlled and told to be the same. And yet we're all holding each other to still be the same by trying to be these logical beings the whole time, right? Whereas like you're supposed to be instinctive. You're supposed to listen to your desires and your urges and your whatever, right? But if we were all the, if we were all different back in the day when someone was trying to control us, that would be like so much harder to like keep everyone you know, mm -hmm. on lockdown mm -hmm. from doing their own thing. So we all are still overvaluing the mind, which is like left over from those times. And it's not so relevant anymore. Um, so just as much as you understand that even though you are logical and that you do have opinions and all that kind of stuff, you just are not supposed to be making them about yourself. It's a good one. Mm. What about relationships for her? Relationships for you, um, put it this way, you are never going to feel completed by someone else. Someone else is never going to complete you. You're always going to be fine on your own. You're always going to feel like that someone else is an accessory. And, you know, your inner life with yourself is so emotional and up and down and everything. But on the surface to other people, you just seem so calm. Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing with relationships is to help help that person or other people understand as early as you can in the relationship you know how you are in your insides and that that's just the way that you are and so when you help them understand that you know that already then it's not something that's going to throw them that makes them think that maybe they've done something wrong or that you're hiding something from them so just the more you can um, let someone in on that journey of your internal life and not just let them get to know you through how you appear in the world the better and that's really important because not that many people, like I said, you have the emotional wave in as high or as low that you do. And so that can really be a beautiful thing for the person that you're with to experience as long as, again, you're letting them in. That was crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that <is> crazy. <laughs> um, and, you know, what's also interesting is that, um, you know, it's almost like you're here to help people grow up. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, so get it together. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can really, like, be large and in charge, and that's, like, something that people can, like, that's observe so off you and get. You know what I mean? Okay, this yeah. is how I get my shit together. Do you know what I mean? Just because you're out there modeling it in an, in an, unapolo in an unapologetic way, um, you know, that in itself is something that you don't even need to show people how to do. They can just observe it off you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so you're just, the more you're okay with, I'm really effing mature for my age, for my whatever, um, you know, I've got myself together. That's like, oh, how do I, you know, how do I do that? I want to jump on that train. Let me get on that. Let me help you with this. I want to be a part of this. This is so exciting. It feels so good to be around. Like I'm drawn into this magnetic aura because she knows that she's got this, you know, together. And that's like really like your main kind of like draw. What do you think? I know. Whenever I'm not talking, that means I'm yeah. um, agreeing. Chameleon's cool. That's one of the reasons why I love you. 
feel like being a chameleon is the best quality in someone. I should be able to take you anywhere, and you should be able to be wherever you are. Yeah, and I'm super sensitive Mm. to people who are not chameleons. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's true. Wow. I love the that my and I've always felt this way that Mm -hmm. my path is not linear. Yeah, that was like around. You say that like crazy. (laughs) So the fact that like it it almost feels like gives me permission to be like more Mm -hmm. playful and to follow those desires and follow the joy rather than like choosing like not painful things but things that don't really bring me a lot of joy but oh maybe there's something on the other side of it Mm. it's like no Mm. that's not right Mm. and like I've always known it's not right but Jesus you know (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) Matt just won angry birds put his phone back down (laughs) causing a ruckus Uh, the the point where you said um, like I can manipulate people I think that like early on in my life I used it as a negative Mm -hmm. and now I'm able to use it in a positive way simply put Mm -hmm. I would lie beautiful when I was younger you know what I mean oh everyone does yeah when you're little I just Mm. think that 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 was in the forefront of my mind always Mm. like wow I'm really good at lying Mm. (laughs) actress yeah and then... I liked hiding the bigness of your aura. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Depends on, like, who I'm with and, mm-hmm. like, how I handle it. But at the same uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're similar. Yeah. You know? I liked that one or for like you. drawback. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Uh, and the preparedness. Is yeah. Like, literally spot on. That mm-hmm. was... Not enough out. time. That was a good one. Not enough time. Like, I was just saying that the other day. I was like, I don't know. I know. Why do I feel like I don't have enough time? Wow. You know? But yeah. Yeah. It's in your, it's actually, it's funny because that, um, it's, it's, um, it's so, it's such a subtle way of actually, I'm going to freak you out now, but it's like, um, there's like a deep fear of death in your soul. Mm. And so the not enough time is like, comes from, oh, I might die soon, Mm. but it's not so conscious. It's like very like Mm. embedded in whatever it is that your soul, like correction or maybe Mm. this history of your soul is like, oh, I might die any minute. That's why I think I'm running out of time. Damn. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm. But at the same token, also what, what the nice part of that, that healthy fear also drives you to not like you want to get everything like you're insatiable. Mm -hmm. You want everything. And that's a good thing. It's the Tony Robbins in you. Mm. It's the Tony the Robbins. The relationship one is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gotta think about that. Yes. Like, that surprised okay, me. So they're never gonna complete me, which is something like I. Some I think I fear mm. that mm. I'm not gonna find someone who. Mm-hmm. My sister said. I don't know if complete me is the right way to say it, but. Mm. Not satisfied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, it's hard to find someone that satisfies you for the fucking 80 years of your life. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? As it what is. Does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's As it is. But that yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. This was, un- yeah. this was, we, I t- we've, I've seen like two psychics in the past months. And I've done like, this nothing has been like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's more around like the, the planets and like there's a science to it and like, you have something that you're looking mm-hmm. at that's making you say these things that are based on something, mm-hmm. not just like 
you are assuming something or you are like energetically picking up on something because yeah. what you're energetically picking up on something today might be different tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of that that goes on with these type of readings. People energetically pick on how you're feeling that day. It's like, well, you know, you got to slow down in your life because you could be chaotic and like one day you could be chaotic, but the next day maybe you're not. Right. And maybe that's not, you know, what's going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is insane. It, yeah. It's cool because it just helps you see, like, this is your higher self. It's always going to be your yeah. higher self. Like, and here you, like, it just puts you back in touch with it. But what's nice is, like, you know, I never say anything to people that's new. Hardly ever. Like, no. they know everything. It's not like I'm, it's it's almost like whenever you come to a human design reading is exactly when you're ready to just hear it from an outside voice. Everything that you've done the work to already know in yourself mm. already. Like, mm-hmm. you've come to this point. You've done the internal mm-hmm. work. Like, I suspect that I should stop saying yes to these things. That mm-hmm. I don't want to. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but you just need that, like, human permission slip from the universe like, totally. to tell you, like, okay, you can go. So, like, real quick, because we didn't say it mm-hmm. in the beginning. Krista, where were you born? What time in? Hamilton, Ohio. Uh-huh. 3.30, March 9th, 1988. 3.30 p.m. Uh-huh. What about you? September 14th, 87, uh-huh. uh, 9.33 a.m. in Princeton, New Jersey. Princeton. Where can people, so for all of our listeners who will definitely oh want to get one of these readings, mm-hmm. like, straight up, do this. Yeah. After you've talked to Candace Birch, after you've met with our people <laughs> about yeah. this is, like, what you need to do. Um, so where can they connect with you? I guess my Instagram yep. is probably that's the easiest connected. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your um, Instagram I'm handle? just Jenna Zoe Daily. So that's J-E-N-N-A-Z-Z. Sorry, you guys say O-E and then Daily. Mm-hmm. All one word. Um, so Jenna Z-O-E Daily. Z-O-E, yeah. Okay. Jenna Zoe Daily. Jenna's Zoe Daily. Yeah. And then you can schedule time with her for like a one-on-one session yeah. she could do. They're usually an hour reading. long. Yep. Do them over FaceTime. Yep. Yeah. She's got a beautiful face so you'd want to see it. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'm going to do that, too. I love that. Wait, I think that's genius. I did Two Sisters recently, and it's so nice because I've done myself and my sister. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, it just helps. Like, it helps when you have, like, a spiritual running buddy. Mm. You know, like, you guys can, like, talk about it together. Like, it's just funner, you know? Someone who can also hold you up, like, to be like, oh, remember, though, you're not supposed to do this. And Mm. then, you know, they can just, like, hold you to the the I'm going to give this for my sister. Um, you guys both have sisters. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Oh, sister God. life. I know. Sister so wife. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank you. much. This was this amazing. This was so fun. We'll so link fun. Um, her Instagram up in the show notes and your email. Yeah. People can connect with you, mm-hmm. schedule a time for your human design chart reading, and then we'll put some resources. Because honestly, you guys, so you could put in a last thing, you could put in your information, but on, like this is like, there you will have no idea what the hell this chart says. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now, and it has symbols and numbers that like I don't even know. So you can't really do it on your own. Yeah. And sometimes if you Google... If you Google pieces, it can kind of lead you the wrong way because yeah. um, any one piece in isolation doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You almost have to know like the whole uh, chart together. So I know people, yeah. many people that have misdiagnosed themselves because they've just gone and said, okay, well, what does it mean to be a manifesting generator? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, but like, Tony. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank, you so Thank you. Bye.